0: All right, this is Heather Ford with Constantly Very Living's Real Estate Fitness and Nutrition Podcast. This is episode two, and today we have Brad Hulse with us to talk about his life in real estate, how the 1867 Collective came about, and we're also going to get his take on his own fitness and nutrition. So let's get started. all right welcome to the real estate fitness nutrition rfn podcast this is episode number two i am heather ford with you today chuck is behind the scenes but i do have a guest with me who i'll introduce in just a moment today we are going to focus on our brokerage the 1867 collective I have my guest here, Brad Hulse. He is one of the owners and managing broker of the 1867 Collective. So welcome, Brad. Thank you.
1: Thank you. You're Hello. welcome.
0: Um, first of all, thank you for joining us today. Uh, before we get started, I want to ask you an icebreaker question. Okay. Because yeah. I like icebreaker questions. Not a lot of people do. But this is mine for you. Okay. And I want to know what your favorite bradism is because i know there are some in the world there are my children have informed me or actually they refer to you as brad like with (laughs) that long brad yeah gotcha (laughs) Because it, Will Ferrell's char- character in Daddy's Home, right? that's yeah. his name. It's totally Brad. And yeah, yeah. Mark Wahlberg, I don't know his name in the movie. Right. He hates him, of course, and refers to him right. as Brad or whatever. So yeah, whenever yeah. I tell my kids, yeah, we're going to go see Brad or whatever, they're like, oh, Brad. <laughs> yeah,
1: <right. laughs> yeah. yeah, exactly. So oh, do you it. have
0: a Bradism? that you get called or referred to.
1: Yeah, color. I mean, you know, it it's funny it's funny, it's messed up is what it is, because <laughs> on movies, Brad is like the traditional wimpy guy name and that's totally <laughs> messed up. Not that I'm super tough by any means, but come on. I mean, geez it Louise, true. it's like the go to for wimpy names. So yeah, no there is there's a so weird there's a variety of things that people have called me in my life typically when you know it it, whenever you're in trouble is when you get your full name Mm -hmm. used right and so when you're really in trouble then you get your middle name added on there so you know bradley is typically the only people that say bradley to me or though it's usually my wife or my mom um other my sisters when they're angry at me you know things like that sort of a nature um and then, you know, of course, it, I'm such a nicknamey person. Like, there's usually several variations of my name that even, like, I will even kind of come up with it. My kids hear that and stuff like that. But, no, I honestly, like, I enjoy probably the most recent one the most, which is the one that's on my license plate driving around town. Um, so, I mean, people call me B-Rad all the time uh, because they do. They kind of know that, and they, I think some of them do it to make fun of me, which it's fine. Um, but that, that's the one that I probably enjoy the most, at least. It's the, the least derogatory. <laughs> it's Maybe. fun. It, it is. It's yeah. kind of fun. Like I, I remember when people would even ask me about that. They would say, well, so what, what's the deal with your license plate? <laughs> I say, well, look, it's two-pronged. Um, number one, it's um, telling people that that's my name without just putting my name on the plate. It's a little more unique than that. And number two, it's a, it's a, it's a way of life. I'm telling people you need yeah. to be rad all of the time. <laughs> I like you know? that. <laughs> you know? So that was always what I used to tell people. But yeah, no, more and more and more um, as I encounter people at she's at church or at, yeah the grocery store that they happen to see me or whatever they they usually will use that they'll they'll say hey be rad or whatever. So that that one's probably my favorite.
0: Yeah, I like that. Thanks, be rad. Yeah, you got it. <laughs> um. All right. Well. Now we're gonna get started. We're gonna kind of talk about the brokerage and you and some other things. So to kick us off, I wanna know about your background and what really has made you want to be in real estate. What got you started?
1: Yeah, I mean, I I was talking with somebody just the other day about this that was interested in getting into real estate. So I um, officially have been in real estate um, since 2003. Um, I didn't get my real estate license until 2006. So that three-year period, um, I worked for a large property management company here locally in Lincoln. Mm -hmm. Um, And so that's when I first got introduced to real estate. But so I would say that the first time when I was like, okay, this needs to be more of a career path versus a job, um, was that, so one of the responsibilities that we had was that we had to count the rent and then enter it into a computer system and take it to the bank and and all this sort of thing. So I worked at a very large apartment complex. It was 400 plus apartments. I guess that's large for Lincoln. Let's just say that. That's pretty big for Lincoln. Yeah. Um, So 400 plus apartments. And so on the first of the month, as you might understand, there's lots of rent that comes in. And two, this was in 2003. So there's still lots of people writing checks, even some cash sometimes. We didn't do credit cards or Venmo or anything like that that. So lots of money in our hands. And so at one point in time, during one of the many um, sessions that we were counting money and putting it into the computer, I had a stack um, that was going to go to the bank and it totaled up to be $75,000. And so I was just like, holy $75,000 right here in my hands. And this happens every single month, Yeah, you know, and this is only like a part of the rent. And so at that moment, it really was quite clarifying for me where I was just like, this is, a, this is something that I can make money at and that I need to be doing. Maybe not in my current position right. in the property management company, but this was something that, okay, I need to kind of take the next steps. And so mm-hmm. next steps were getting a real estate license and getting into brokerage and sales and, and things of that nature. Yeah. And So that's kind of led me to where I am today um, now as, as part owner of the 1867.
0: Cool. I don't think I've ever heard that story. Yeah. 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 I like it. Mm-hmm. You're like, look at all this cash. Mm-hmm. I'm surprised you didn't like <laughs> run away with it, but you're that. a good Christian kid. So <laughs> right. I
1: and know probably as <laughs> yes, I, I was thinking that myself, exactly. I'm like, <laughs> probably people think the next part is that I'm going to be like, <laughs> and I ran and I took off with it, was in jail for a few years, got, <laughs> got out. out. Now I'm now a I, broker. Now I'm a broker.
0: <laughs> yeah. Oh, that's good. That's good stuff. Um. So when i'm making phone calls or when i'm with a client it mm-hmm. always comes always comes up that hey i'm heather ford i'm with the 1867 collective mm-hmm. yeah. when i say that this is the most common response that i get huh the 1867 where did that come from yeah yeah and so I, I have to explain to them a couple of things. First of all, where the name came from and that I am not the owner oh, right. of the 1867. <laughs> yeah. It's not my brokerage. Right, right. I just work for them. Right. So tell us how you mm. came up with the 1867 um, Yeah. And just where that
1: came from. Sure. So my uh, business partner, Rachel Rentschler, um, who you guys will see here periodically on podcasts and things. Um, So she and I uh, both worked at uh, our previous brokerage where I was the designated broker and she actually, I trained Rachel. So we got together at a certain point and said, you know, we want to do something a little bit different, take it in kind of a different direction. So we decided to start our own brokerage. As we started brainstorming names, we started talking about, okay, well, what's the the feel of our brokerage? Who do we represent? What do we want the name to say? And, and things of that nature. She's from Nebraska, I'm from Nebraska. Um, we're Nebraska people, and so we wanted it to be very much about the state that we live in. Mm-hmm. Um, our previous brokerage uh, very much was much more about like the the city, so a little bit smaller. Um, and so as we had agents and things that were from other towns and things, well, we felt like well, that's not really indicative of where they're from, mm-hmm. uh, because we wanted it to be something that agents could use also. Um, in their own marketing and not have it just be, well, this is my brokerage, that, that name or whatever, that maybe it could be a little more specific to them, whether that's, you know, that they're from Hershey, Nebraska or mm-hmm. from Malcolm or from Pleasantdale or from wherever, Valentine, you know, a variety of places in Nebraska. So um, we kind of did some Googling and did some Wikipedia-ing and, um, and found out that uh, Nebraska was actually a state, became a state in the year 1867. Um, and so that seemed like a you know something kind of different and interesting for us in terms of real estate companies. You know, there's lots of real estate companies out there. Not a lot of them that have a number for a name. Right. Typically, it's you know a last name perhaps or some other real estate-y term, mm-hmm. um, which makes sense. Um, but again, and to do something just a little bit different and more authentic to what Rachel and I wanted to do, that's that's what we decided. And then the collective side of things, we just. We didn't want it, um, we, or I guess I should say we did want it um, to be something to where we wanted to exude this idea that, hey, look, we can work together still, even though we're all technically competitors. Yeah. Um, we can still work together, and that's something we feel like is still possible, as opposed to just saying, hey, look, you're all independent contractors, you're independent, so do you individually, but you're individuals, that's it. Right. So that's, that's kind of where that all came about.
0: Great. Yeah. I love that. That's a good thing, and uh, people do love the name. And now they might not know at first, and unless I'm telling them that I'm a realtor. That it's a real estate, a real estate company, company right? well, yeah. that's okay. Yeah, yeah absolutely. Right. Um, it doesn't have to say real estate for them to know that what we're about. Right. So I think that's well, it, it, that's truly good. something
1: mm-hmm. that we did on purpose too, to where our all of our advertising, and you know, you'll see it just our kind of our logo, um, is is mainly what you'll see, and then maybe a tiny bit of contact information but otherwise because i you do you see around town and everywhere it's the name of what other company and they feel like they have to put exactly what they do on every piece of advertising right so then it's like okay there's the logo the contact information we do this and we do this and we do this and this and this and this and And it's just a big jumbled mess right where we kind of prefer okay you don't know what it is well good news there's this thing called the internet (laughs) you can hop on you can find out what we do um and so people can find out that way. Right. it gives them a reason to look into us a little bit more so that that was another thing
0: and i think our our signs you know they all look different
1: mm-hmm. but
0: yeah. the logo in all of them i think is very clean mm-hmm. and you can obviously tell what we're doing when we have a sign in a yard right. and you see the logo absolutely on so yeah, it's yeah. very clear Definitely. Um, so now my, the second most popular question that both Chuck and I get as realtors, yeah. um, pr- whether we're talking to a client or just friends or someone we literally run into the grocery store, yeah. they ask us, so... Is the market still hot? How's right. the market? You know, what's going yeah, on right. in real estate? Sure. So I want you to just kind of talk a little bit about that as a broker. Um, mm-hmm. What is going on in Lincoln and surrounding area and um, where you think the market is headed?
1: Yeah, sure. Yeah, I mean, it's, it's been something that for a while now, um, the real estate market has been just extremely active um, and, and for a variety of reasons. I mean, when I got into real estate was when real estate was headed down. So 06 is when I got my license. And so that was when, you know, everybody was still kind of on the high of real estate is good and things are going well. But that truly it was the start of the end. Um, because that was right when, you know, adjustable interest rates started going up, um, down payments started really rising, because it was zero percent at that time. Right. You know, that was pretty common. Um, and so people started to, you know, over time they started to understand that more and more and more. Hey, we better not move unless we absolutely have to. We better stick where we're at. We don't want to do anything volatile and let's not screw things up more than what they already are. And so that sentiment has, that was compounded, I should say, by the recession. Right. When that happened, I mean, even more so, not only did nobody want to buy a house, nobody wanted to buy anything unless they absolutely had to. Right, and so that that sentiment has lingered and has continued to where now, um, as the financial markets have stabilized a little bit and loans and things of that nature are a little bit easier to come by, down payments aren't so prohibitive. Then more and more people have gotten into the market, Um, but then it's it just it hasn't been there hasn't been this replacement to where as people buy homes, those people that are selling a home. They kind of maybe do a variety of other things, or even mm-hmm. people that sell a home. They decide, well, I don't know that I want to sell a home anymore because where am I going to go? Right. You know, as soon as I do sell my home, and so it's a problem, and it has it's been a problem for five years at least, yeah. to where, and it's 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 just unfortunately gotten more and more. And we've had the the additional problem of people coming into the market as real estate investors and holding houses as rental properties or, or whatever else. And so, well, then that means even more so, there's no more properties to sell. Right. So it is, it's, I don't know, it's going to be interesting to see where exactly we go um, from here um, because interest rates have ticked up a little bit, mm. but it, it always takes a little bit for that or a little bit of time for that to make a change with people. Right. They're still of the mindset that, hey, interest rates are low and sellers Prices are high, so we might as well sell, get some money. So it, it, it is. It's 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 pretty confusing at this point as to really what direction it's going to end up going.
0: Right. Yeah, that's a good point. I have a lot of people tell me, "Well, I would sell, but I don't know what I would buy." Where are you gonna go? So oh, exactly. yeah, oh, yeah, that's exactly the problem. problem. So yeah, but you know, we've been pretty successful in finding people, our, our mm-hmm. buyers that we have worked with in the last year. Right. We have been finding them homes. It's just you know they. Maybe have to make concessions, you know, so about where or their budget or things like that. So you know, it's not ideal, but it's possible. Possible though. (laughs) Absolutely
1: right. Absolutely right. Yeah. Yeah. Definitely. Cool.
0: Um, So now that we've talked about where the market is going, Uh I want to ask you: Where do you think the eighteen sixty seven is going to be in the next year or two? Mm Because We just started as a brokerage in the fall. Mm-hmm, uh, October, October. yeah, yeah. October, October 2021. One, yeah. Um, and we are already growing almost yeah. 20, agents? 20 agents. We're at 20 right agents right now. Yeah. Yeah. yeah it's yeah. pretty cool.
1: It is. Yeah.
0: So yeah. Where are we headed?
1: Yeah, yeah. So I mean, you know, our plan again, as a part of the Nebraska thing um, is to be able to expand um, to the state of Nebraska. Um, and that's something that honestly is not a new idea. Lots of people say they're going to do that, they try to do it and sort of a thing. The difference is that now we have an MLS that is has is grow, has grown and is growing right. to where it makes a lot more sense uh, now for there to be brokerages that are in several areas of town and and then also, I mean, we all truly have connections. There we have agents that are from Gothenburg, yeah. have lots of family there. Um, We have agents that are from Norfolk and that have family there, you know, so we have connections throughout the state. And so we want to be able to, um, we've been very fortunate to get the agents that we, that we have, and, and they're still coming too. We still have others that are coming. So first off, I should say, What we want to do is make sure that the agents that we have are trained properly, feel comfortable with what they're doing and how they're running their business. And then after that is when we more focus on the growth side of things. But it seems like it's this constant kind of yin and yang to where as soon as we feel like we've got somebody pretty well trained, well, then somebody else is already knocking on our door to come over. So, again, wonderful problem to have. But we've seen in the past brokerages that have grown so quickly like that, that just the training wasn't there. And so it just ends up being a big cluster. Um, and we just don't want that. And so right. we want to have kind of measured growth in that regard. But yes, still, we are wanting to be able to expand to other parts of the state um, to be able to include those folks in, in what we're doing. Because I think it's it's an exciting part of uh, real estate or can be for sure. okay yeah.
0: um I was going to say, I love... That you put a focus in the agents because uh, they obviously represent the 1867. Right. Without them, we wouldn't have a company. Right. Um, so I love that you put a lot of focus and effort into making sure that they're trained well because, you know, you get your license and they're, it, that's it. Yeah, you get the education, but the education doesn't give you experience.
1: Yeah, exactly. so
0: and yeah. Chuck and I still call you yeah, with yeah. almost every transaction.
1: Absolutely, yeah.
0: And we're like, uh, Brad, we have this situation that we haven't encountered right. before. Right.
1: Yeah. So what
0: do we do, right. or what would Brad do? Um, so I love that you put focus in the agents. So that just means that they're going to give quality service mm-hmm. across the board. So awesome. I love that.
1: Thank you. Yeah, absolutely. <clears throat>
0: So that's really all I have about real estate.
1: Yeah. Is there anything
0: mm-hmm. else you wanted to add or anything? No.
1: Yeah. Appreciate the opportunity. I mean, yeah, the, the people are interested about learning about the 1867. Mm-hmm. Of course, we have our website up, the 1867 Collective. And, and following us on, our, on, on Facebook at the 1867 Collective. Instagram, same thing, yep. 1867 Collective. TikTok, the eighteen sixty seven collective. We try to make it really simple for people, where it's just you find the eighteen sixty seven yeah. collective on any of those mediums, and you'll find us. Yeah,
0: Google so, it, and you'll get all. That's of those right. Probably, you'll right. find <clears throat> it.
1: Absolutely <clears throat> right. right. Yeah.
0: So my last question has nothing yeah. to do with real estate okay. and everything to do with fitness and nutrition. Yeah. So whenever we talk about real estate with someone, we're going to also ask them. About their fitness and nutrition. Yeah, sure. So I'm going to put you on the spot a little bit. And I just want you to tell me kind of what your... Philosophies and ideas are on fitness and nutrition. Um, some things that you might regularly regularly practice or try to practice, yeah, yeah. and then some obstacles that you face. Um, sure, sure, Also, because we know that everybody struggles. No one's yeah. no one's perfect, yeah, right? Perfect, right. Yeah. <laughs> right, yeah. <laughs> yeah so right. tell me a little bit about that.
1: So we um, a couple of things come to mind. Number one, my wife Emily has a master's degree in community nutrition and health education. Mm-hmm. So she Emily really knows her stuff, um, and so. So, but Emily, my wife is wonderful because she she's always had this personality to where she's not very she's not judgy and she's not super like intense with people. She just kind of has a nice light hand about things, and so (laughs) that can be that's a great thing. But then when it comes to when maybe she should push me not to do certain things, well, okay, then that's a problem because she usually just kind of well, you know, that's what you want to do, you you do it. (laughs) So that's you know that's that's kind of a problem. (laughs) But no, I think probably the biggest thing that I struggle from that I think I think a lot of people struggle from is that, um, you know, I I guess I call it the kid to adult transition. So when we're kids, we got to do well. you should do, what your parents tell you to. Right. And that you're that's what they're there for is to help guide you to do the right things. Well, that for me definitely included nutrition Um, and anything that I would eat and do. Then there was always a lot of criticism well, you can't eat this. You can't eat that. And so constantly that's a really, really easy justification, even at 40 years old, um, that I'm like, you know what? I'm an adult. I can yeah. do this on my I own. Do I Nobody want. tells me what to do. So <laughs> I can do it. I bought it after all I could do it. It doesn't, it doesn't mean anything. Um, but so that's something that I do that you always have these, I have this just like bag of justifications for why i should drink another pop or why i should eat some something that is like essentially just chocolate and sugar um but so like i have all of these justifications like ready to go yeah you know and it never fails there's always there's always one coming up but that's one of the biggest ones is that i'm still stuck in this mindset i'm just like well there's nobody to tell me what to do anymore i'm an <laughs> adult i can do it if i want to do it Stomp my feet and then go get my hidden Snickers bar somewhere. <laughs> uh, so that's always the most difficult part for me. Uh, but, you know, otherwise, though, I quite enjoy being active. We're, you know, Emily and I are both really sticklers with our children about being active. Right. Um, and we we live in a place where there's lots of space and lots of things to do outside so we do. We're very, very active people. Um, but P.S., that's not an invitation to make me go up a mountain or something. <laughs> I don't. Like, I'm a Nebraska boy. So if you want to, I'll walk across some flat plains all day long. I'm not going to go hiking or some crazy thing like that. That's nuts. Um, but so I, we are. We're active people. We enjoy sports. We enjoy just being active in general. So mm-hmm. that, that's a couple of things we got.
0: Yeah, that's cool. And I think a lot of people can relate with your you know kid to adult transition issues yeah. because it's true especially and i recognized that when i went to college i gained a lot oh, of weight
1: in college. Yeah, in college yeah and
0: i'm like no one's here to tell me what to eat or when to eat it so i'm just going to do whatever i want and that was a time i went to Peru state college it was a very small school yeah. um and when i was there they opened the bobcat which oh. was Uh, late night greasy (laughs) spoon type of place where you could go get a burger and fries and whatever else you wanted so you could stay up and study or whatever and that was the only place to go and we did we went there right yeah So I gained a lot of weight in college because of that that <laughs> yeah. issue as well. So I can totally understand that. But yeah, you know, just moving your body throughout the day is so mm-hmm. huge. You know, because we can get stuck um, at our desks as yeah. in this industry, right. um, doing research for properties or writing contracts or making phone calls, and mm-hmm. so. And I think that's similar for a lot of other people too who work in offices. If you just sit all day, then you know. The activity that you do do doesn't mm-hmm. add up as much as it should. So making sure that you're moving throughout the day is a really big deal. So yeah. I think that I think you're winning right there with good. that oh, good. I'm doing for something. sure. Yeah, yeah absolutely. <laughs> <Good>. So <laughs> I will say,
1: <laughs>
0: as a nutrition coach, will when Chuck and I just had this conversation this morning, willpower runs out. So if you know you have that Snickers hidden somewhere, you are going to right. eat it because your willpower. <laughs> I mean, the, it's going to be right here. And by the yeah. time, you know, five days goes by or whatever, your willpower is just done. And sure. you're going to go eat it. Yeah. So if you know it's there, you're going to eat it, Brad. Yeah. yeah
1: so just point. don't
0: yeah. let it be there. Right, right. Don't
1: put it there in the yeah. first place. Yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah. Absolutely cool. makes sense.
0: Well, thank you so much for joining me today. It. Um, it was really awesome to chat with you. Um, yeah. Chuck and I love being a part of the 1867. Good. For thank sure. you. Um, good. And you and Rachel are awesome to work with. Thank you. Um, so we... We definitely are very happy with following you guys in that direction thank so, you very much. um i'm gonna go ahead and close it out and uh thanks for joining us have a great day guys.